first feast of tabernacles. The feast of tabernacles. Key point number three is this, that Jesus will be coming back at the end of harvest. Look with me at John chapter 7. It says, after these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he did not walk in Judea because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. Again, this is one of those passages that historically I would, have, I would have seen it. I would have said, okay, Feast of Tabernacles, something's going on where they're supposed to go to Jerusalem, and I would have skimmed right over it. And I would have missed the significance of what was taking place. The idea of this is the third of the three pilgrimage feasts. This is the one that's the most celebratory. This is the one that they're most excited about. Of the three harvests, they cannot wait for this one because it is the most joyful. Now, there's several association, associated celebrations with the Feast of Tabernacle. There is um, there's a, a ceremony where they light up lights. There's a ceremony where they pour out water. There's all of these different ceremonies, and time prevents me from being able to walk through all of them. And I can assure you that at some point we'll come back and we will devote an entire message to the Feast of Tabernacles because I think it's extremely important and timely. But I want us to understand this, that it was the most joyful because the people celebrated God's forgiveness and God's provision. They recognized that the harvest that they enjoyed was because of God's provision. So Jesus has fulfilled the appointed times with incredible detail and incredible precision. So let's look a little closer then at the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles is the fall celebration that comes at the end of harvest. It's the only feast that is still considered future tense. The obvious reason for this is because we still live in the evangelistic harvest known as the church age. But at some point, the harvest time is over. At some time, the Feast of Tabernacles is celebrated. How did they celebrate it? What did they do? Well, it begins with the sounding of trumpets. It's how it begins. This, the Feast of Tabernacles begins by them sending out people to the temple, and then they said, we don't want to just sound the trumpets from the temple. We want this to be heard around the world. So they wanted every synagogue to have trumpets. And they wanted the whole world to know that the end of harvest has come. So during this feast, they give up amenities and luxuries of their homes. For example, um, they, they actually made makeshift booths or tents, and they would live out on their patio instead of in their home. And they did this as a, as a remembrance of the days of wandering in the wilderness and temporary housing where God tabernacled with them. The idea of tabernacle is that uh, God is dwelling with you. God is with you in the midst. So God is with his people. Therefore, we should think of the Feast of Tabernacles in this way. It is the appointed time for God to dwell with his people. 
That's the Feast of Tabernacles. There will be an appointed time for God to dwell with his people. So what does that mean for us? Well, Jesus has perfectly and precisely fulfilled the appointed time of Passover. When you go back and you look, you go, the the odds of one person fulfilling all of the prophecies concerning the Passover as perfect as this one man, Jesus Christ, has done is astronomical. It's incredible. It's fascinating. You can go, I can't can't even imagine trying to fabricate fabricate and, and just trying to fulfill just a fraction of the Passover prophecies. But Jesus fulfilled every one of them. Jesus perfectly and precisely fulfilled the appointed time of Pentecost. On the day of the first fruits, he rose from the dead. That's why we're celebrating today. Because all of these others hinge on this moment. So our faith really was never meant to be a CEO faith. Christmas, Easter only faith. I often joke and say we have enough CEOs in the church. You know, we've got a lot of those, right? We have people who, you know, when do they think of going to church? Well, Christmas and Easter. They're the CEOs, Christmas, Easter only. But that is not really God's intent. Our faith hinges on Easter, and as we celebrate the rest of the, 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 the resurrected Christ, the rest of the year is to then be focused on an evangelistic harvest. We don't just come to an Easter service just so that we can say, well, here we are, this is the day that Christ resurrected, this is, and we just, we just say an amen to each other and, and shake hands and put a big smile and then go look for the eggs. And all those things can be fun and all those things can be necessary, but hear me on this, Today is the kickoff day. Today is the beginning. It's the first fruits. It is the day that from here until Jesus returns, we are to be focused on the evangelistic harvest. It is this day that God is saying, I am giving you another season to be about winning souls. But understand this, one day the trumpets are going to sound. And when the trumpets sound, The harvest season is over. We no longer have an opportunity to win the 180,000 people who live around Lake Norman who have no church whatsoever. The trumpets have sounded. The time has come to an end. Easter is the beginning, the first fruits, the opportunity for us to gather together as God's people and say, he has given us another season. He has given us another opportunity. He has given us one more time to reach the lost with the gospel message of the resurrected Christ. But hear me on this. There is coming a day when the Feast of Tabernacles is going to be celebrated. The prophet Zechariah, he tells us that one day all believers This is the only of the three, this is the only one that's prophesied that all believers from all time are going to celebrate. That means that you and I, one day, we get to participate in this one. 
we get to participate in the Feast of Tabernacles. So my question is this. Will you join us this year as we begin a new season? A season known as the Evangelistic Harvest. Grace Point Church exists to fulfill the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. And we want to do that until the day Christ returns. And one last thought, and then we're going to pray together. Easter should motivate us to prepare for another season of evangelistic harvest. He is risen. He is risen indeed.